Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Jacqueline. And Alana. And here's another episode of Black and Yellow for y'all. Post-election episode. (laughs) 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 That was good. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back, Black and Yellow Nation, for another episode of the show. We hope that your post-election hangover, fatigue, celebration, feelings, celebration, any sleep deprivation, any stress, any anxiety. We hope all of that is behind you. However, don't stop the music. Don't stop popping that champagne. Keep the celebration going because mm-hmm. this past Saturday was historic, quite frankly. It really was. Um, yeah, it was historic. It was nail biting. Mm-hmm. But after what a week almost a week almost more than a week no yeah something like that i don't even remember it's all a blur in this weird like political purgatory we have a new president we have a new vice president joe biden and kamala harris will be those two new big individuals sitting in the white house uh Kamala is no stranger to first. Yes, she is our first VP who is of Black and Asian descent, but she's also becoming the first, she's also become the first Black district attorney in San Francisco and the first Black woman to be the, and first Asian American woman to be California's first attorney general. She was also, she was also the second only, I think, African-American senator, um, woman senator. She's used to first and yeah. second. Yeah, and breaking amazing. through amazing ceilings, glass Seriously. ceilings, bamboo ceilings, whatever you want to call it. She broke through. Don't spill your tea, Jackie. I love that you said bamboo ceiling. Oh my well, gosh. She broke, she broke both of them, right? Yeah, like, amazing. I love it. Yeah. We were electric sliding in the streets, you know, like because how could you not? Yeah, I almost have to like pinch myself sometimes, like, wait a minute. This is real, right? Like, yeah. like the little girl inside of me, like, is it sometimes doesn't know how to handle all the emotion. Mm. Um, again, I get really emotional, Ooh. and and it, I almost like the, the adult in me is like, keep it cool, like, this is good. And then it's yeah, it's just it's just really like the, that that speech that she said that the little girl inside of me really was like, I this is possible, you know. Um, so, anyways, mm-hmm. totally, yeah. Did your, did like little girl Jackie self and adult Jackie self, did they have a little bit of a conversation on Saturday? Oh, definitely. I love that. (laughs) You know me. I love that. That warms my heart. I love to hear that. My my inner child was like, what's happening? Yes, yes. And then, yeah. And my, and then the adult version was like, we're good. This is all good. We're okay. <laughs> totally. And you know what? It's going to be real on January 20th, 2021 or oh inauguration gosh. day, whatever you yeah. want to call it. I'm sure we will be glued to our TV sets. And um, it's kind of nice to know that we have something to look forward to now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Twenty has been so <laughs> difficult. And I mean, we're going into the holidays where everyone's holidays are going to look different. They're going to look smaller. They're going to feel of, different. Yeah. yeah. People are either flying home and that packs its own sort of anxiety and stress. Or people are not going home to see family if you live in a place yeah. where you don't have family. And so. Or I think it's difficult for a lot of people who 
do are are big into celebration or have you know are big are like family oriented but have to deal with the death mm. um of a lot of family members who did pass away from covid which is you know it's so True. like there's like such an uh, like not eerie but just an overall sadness knowing that this is the year of, of you know the, the craziness and all on top of that your relative isn't going to be here to experience that you know yeah so. and i think people also because of pandemic i haven't heard a lot of rumblings of friends givings oh like, yeah generally around this time a couple of friends of mine who are not from here or other transplants or will like get together and plan some sort of potluck style friendsgiving and i'm not really hearing any rumblings of that again because yeah. of pandemic so um that makes me think that there's going to be a lot of lonely holiday celebrators which also makes me sad yeah um but all that said we we have something to look forward to we have a, a light at the end of a tunnel uh going into 2021 the real loser in the white house is going to be out that being said yeah. he is capable of any number of hostile shenanigans between now and then so i'm staying alert and staying he's, vigilant he's pulling them all I think he's going to pull all the tricks he can because mm -hmm. yeah. based, based on what's been happening, he doesn't want to leave. No, um, not at all. I mean, I just don't want the image of like our president or our former president shows up to the White House and like his key doesn't work. Like that's what happens when you get locked out in the hood. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I have this image of like baby Trump, you know, being like, no, yeah, stay yeah, here. Yeah. You know, and it's either going like, to be like a. Go ahead. It's either going to be a barricade situation or he's just going to act like it's all good. Things yeah. are normal. Because, um, you know, he's always wanted to be a dictator deep down in his heart. That's what he really wants. <laughs> just saying. Uh, so on today's episode, we want to talk through what this Biden-Harris victory means to us how this is a win for the black and yellow nation writ large, how this is motivating us into 2021 and beyond. We're just having a good kiki catch up about what this moment means to us. So definitely bit of an unconventional episode, but Hey, we just lived through a very unconventional presidency for the past four years with a soon to be Trumpkin out of white house and a very unprecedented election cycle and in prep for this episode, I also realized we haven't done a solo episode in a while. I know. It's just me and you. <sighs> so, so let's do it. Like, let's have this conversation that I, I think we've all, we've both been very excited to have. We are. And before we get into how we're, how we're feeling, what we're looking yeah. forward to, we're going to talk about where you putting your money where your mouth mm. is this is our little segment where we support local local businesses black owned businesses female owned businesses asian owned businesses where you can diversify your dollars it's our form of economic protest um and so what do you got for us today alana jackie that was very spoken word of you like i was over here oh, like thanks. like bopping my head about i like it you were like <laughs> saying it to a beat and i'm here for it uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with Stuyvesant Champagne. Look, there was a Ooh. lot of champagne being popped on Saturday into Sunday, probably into Monday. <laughs> um, and if you are anything like me, if you're not drinking water or espresso or kombucha, you're drinking champagne. 
or champers, as I like to call it, much to the irritation of my friends and loved ones. Um, if you like to pour brute bubbles down your gullet, I see you. And there's a whole lot of that happening this weekend, I'm sure, as well. The celebration will not stop. Uh, a friend of mine from New York actually told me about this champagne brand because she is in Brooklyn. Bed-Stuyvesant is, uh, a, is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. And um, she discovered this champagne brand during quarantine and decided to tell me about it. So mm-hmm. I knew I would like this brand when the quote that greets you on the homepage is one from Mark Twain. And it says, quote, too much of anything is bad, but too much champagne is just right. Mr. Twain knew what he was talking about. So this champagne was founded by New York native Marvina Robinson and named after the Bedford Stuyvesant area of Brooklyn where Robinson grew up. So they've got two different kinds of champagnes. They've got their Grand Reserve Brut, which is dry, crisp, pale, golden color. Mm. And then they've got a floral rosé. It has a bit of a spicy, apple gingery, uh, I guess, note straight from their website. I can't attest to that. My bottle has not gotten here yet. But you can buy single bottles. You can buy pairs. You can buy them in packs of six. And, you know, the holidays are coming up, so... Stocking up is not a bad idea. Champagne is never a bad gift. It's always a great, like, just grab. If, if you have an unexpected person that you didn't get a gift for, it's also good for that. Um, so put it on your list. Order a few bottles. Pop those bottles. And then don't drink and drive. But uh, StuyvesantChampagne.com is the website, and I will drop it in the show notes. Okay, Jay, what you got? Yummy. So we're celebrating, right? Um for those of you guys who are big foodies, for those of you guys who um, are gluten-free and vegan, you know, still want to eat really clean during these holidays, but want to indulge a little bit, um, this little super, super cute hole-in-the-wall, um, local, delicious, freshly made mochi mm. shop. Um, it has been, they've been in Little Tokyo since 1903. I don't know what that, what that area in downtown LA looked like in 1903, but I can guarantee you that it has changed a lot and they have been there mm-hmm. since then until now. And that is pretty miraculous. That is saying a lot about their product, that is saying a lot about the people who support them, that is saying a lot about our little town mm-hmm. um so it started um so if you guys don't know who, what mochis are but they're, they're simple japanese rice cakes they're super delicate they're chewy they're gooey they're delicious um and they also sell manju which is a sweet bean filled rice cake um those are the two staples um the current currently the store is operated by brian kito um who is you know one of the descendants in the, the long line of family run run and operated um his brian's grandfather seichi kito was the one who came to united states um from japan and um started the street um started the store on first street they're located um on east first street in the district of los angeles um and they just opened fugetsu do that's what it's called fugetsu do um with a couple of friends and from then on it would it, it just kept going and going and he would deliver it personally um you can buy online you can go to the store they don't have obviously like a dine-in in or anything you just go in you buy your you buy your mochis and you head on out um 
So yeah, they they've been around for a long time. Um, it's made fresh every day. They're beautiful. Like I, if your eyeballs could eat them, they would. <laughs> um, so if you're in the Los Angeles area and you are celebrating and the holidays are coming up as well, stop by their store, place an online order, support their family-run business by these amazing started started from an, a Japanese immigrant to you know to this long line of family members now um yeah check him out mm, champagne and mochi it's like the new peanut butter good. and jelly oh yeah if you get like a brute a brute champagne that kind of like is drier at the mm. end it kind of will cut that sweetness from the mochi mm. um and mochi can have like a nice like round flavor from like the red bean would go really nice actually with champagne look there you go guys you, jack okay foodie and sommelier i love it what can i say <laughs> i will drop links to both of these companies in the show notes great to celebrate with it's also the holidays coming up. Just saying, get your Christmas shopping started soon. <laughs> and with that, uh, let's kick into today's topic. And I will start with a question for you, which is my now Do new it. favorite question to ask as of Saturday, or sorry, as oh, wow. of Sunday. Uh, where were you when you heard the election results? What was happening? How did you find out that Biden-Harris won? You know, this is ironic. I think I woke up to a text of yours. Oh. That's what it was because I I had either gone to bed really early and I remember the last thing I did right before going to bed because obviously I had been anxious and waiting all week long yeah. was, hey, do we know yet? Like, come on, it's Friday night, right? Mm -hmm. I've been waiting since Tuesday. So I remember thinking, and I remember like throughout the week, I would go to like, I would go throughout long periods of time, not checking my phone on purpose. Yeah. So I could be surprised. So I could just be like, Oh my God, you know, mm -hmm. but that never happened. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. Um, so I remember going to bed pretty early Thursday evening because I was pretty tired. And I remember waking up to a text of yours um, saying, uh, hey, let's do a post on Kamala Harris um, because Joe Biden has won. And I remember just sitting, I was in bed and I remember just sitting there in bed and like, like finally, like fully just sinking in to my mattress. And it was like, and oh, and guess what? Guys, here in Los Angeles, I know we have listeners all over the world and in all different cities, but here in Los Angeles, it is not a coincidence that the night before Biden won, it rained. It rained. And you know how rare rain is in Los Angeles? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it officially, for us here in Los Angeles, <laughs> became fall, like fall weather. Like it was cold. Like it was windy. It was it yeah. was just this oh, daylight savings happened too, mm -hmm. you know, like a week before. So it was like, I felt this extreme shift just like all of a sudden. And I think that was when I remember thinking, I, I remember laying there and being like, that's it. Like it's official. Like yeah. I don't care what anyone else says, mm -hmm. you know, like times are gonna be different. I also remember there being um, a rainbow that day. Speaking of of weather. There was a double rainbow. Oh, I, I said corrected. A double rainbow, not just a single. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then the next day there was another one on 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 Sunday. I remember oh. looking. I think I was I was using the restroom and I looked out the window and I was like, "There's another rainbow." I mean, maybe where I was exactly, <laughs> uh, but I was like, "Yo, this is this is too much." Like I'm overwhelmed with all these rainbows. <laughs> it's too much be- too many beautiful nature omens for Jackie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's too beautiful. It's just my I can't handle it. I'm just too emotional. I'm just trying to contain it um maybe i should have let it all out which i I feel like i did at some point but but yeah oh my gosh it was just it was just overwhelming overwhelmingly like you know just so wonderful Mm -hmm. um and and it almost felt like i had these times like you know i talked to you about like this like imposter like ptsd Mm -hmm. kind of syndrome sometimes where you're like wait a minute like is this really happening yeah. like are did we did we win are we are are are, are things moving is he still the president right. like I remember just kind of going back and forth a little bit and I would find myself in these moments of no maybe it's not true mm. you know yeah. I don't know I'm sure some people can relate but but it was it was that's that's what I was experiencing yeah kind of like a reverse 2016 where Trump yeah uh, was announced the winner and you're and everyone who didn't vote for Trump was like wait is this real should i just go to bed and wake up and like the world's gonna be reset he's not gonna be president i know exactly what you mean yeah for sure uh where were you so i was at home i was getting ready to go for my walk and i so i have a very active uh text thread with my dodgeball league shout out to christian he's on it and so i I'd sort of been judging election results via how much my phone would blow up with text messages from that dodgeball thread. Ah. Because at a certain point in time, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm checking election results. Like, it's my job. I feel like I haven't had a day off since Tuesday because just every second yeah, you get yeah absolutely yeah. and um, on the phone, on the computer, on the TV. Yeah. And because of this work that we do, it was. There was no way for me to be like, okay, can't get ready for another podcast episode, can't do outreach to guests, can't check my email. Like, I could, there was no not being on the computer. So it was hard right. to sort of avoid. Like, pause. Exactly. And yeah. so on Saturday, I put my running clothes on, I just fed the dogs. I heard someone scream, but I live in a family friendly area. So I wasn't sure if that was like a scream of excitement or like a kid was just having a hard time. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But then I immediately heard two songs after that. I heard Fuck Trump blaring from somebody's house. And I heard GTFO, Get the Fuck Out, by Mariah Carey from a car that was driving up the street. And so I was like, okay, something's happening. My phone is going off with text messages. I'm like, that's my dodgeball league. Turn on the TV. Sure enough, it was announced. I called my parents immediately who it felt like they hadn't yet turned on the TV because I was like, Biden and Harris won. My dad was like, who is this? And I was like, it's your daughter. Like, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he didn't even recognize your voice. That's great. Like, they clearly had just, like, had their morning coffee and conversation. And, like, the world hadn't, the world news hadn't infiltrated yet. Um, So I was excited to talk to them about it. And then once I got off the phone... I was like, I gotta get, I gotta go somewhere. Like, I gotta be out with the people. So I went on my walk in Silver Lake. It was honking and cheering. Amazing. It was all great. But then I had to go to a vintage store to pick up a pair of pants I had purchased. And it was supposed to drive when there's no 
massive victory like this is about a nine minute mm. drive. So we 45 minutes to get there because no, it way. was an impromptu uh, parade on Silver Lake Boulevard. No shade. Like, let me be very clear. Yeah. I mean, people were taking to the streets yeah. to celebrate. Right. Sure. Electric yeah. slide, waving flags, should. like all the things. Um, so <laughs> I'm saying all that to say I was bittersweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I wanted to be in the in the mix and I was in the mix and it was hard to get out of the mix. But I'm happy that we are here. All that said. Yeah, yeah. It it <sighs> it was um it was a long couple of days and you're right it was it was like it was such a tease right because it was like at 274 yeah. um th- that that blue little bar was at 274 for like 253 days and days and days that's what i mean no, i got you i, got I you. have my numbers right um yeah you would have won already <laughs> at 274 um and so and so i totally understand that feeling of like you're kind of just like hanging off the edge right you're you're like you're like one hand is slipping and you're just kind of like um can we can we can uh-huh. we go like yeah it's like tom cruise in minority report where he just has that one hand on the cliff and the other hand is like it's like the rocky abyss blow no i totally understand right. what you mean tom cruise in every movie <laughs> um so let's just talk about what this victory what does it mean to us what does it mean to women that look like us mm. um and you want to just like trade back and forth yeah, let's do Would it. Would you like to you start? Go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I think the first and most immediate thing that I was struck by, and it took me a minute to sort of process all of this, but one of the things that this win- means to me is that, A, obviously Black and Asian women can hold these high courts, but it also immediately signaled to me that questions about our competency, our intelligence, our capability to effectively lead will be questioned Mm. a little bit less going forward. I'm no idiot. I don't think that automatically people are going to think, oh, women are so capable. Black women are super capable. Asian women kick ass all day. Like, you're always going to have those assholes that just think women are less than. And if you're a woman of color, forget it. But as an internal motivator to look at someone like Kamala and say, you did that and I can too, whatever that I can too would be, whether it's kicking ass, doing our podcast, whether it's running for state office, whether it's audaciously going after our big life goals and dreams. I think that feeling of, are people going to think I am good enough, smart enough, capable enough, fill in whatever enough you, um, uh, you might feel like you, you might feel as though you are an imposter, like that's that sense of imposter syndrome. I think, Mm-hmm. felt a little less potent for me going forward because mm-hmm. there is someone that directly communicates to me the example that you are capable, you are competent, you can do it, you are right. smart. And I think that that was the first big thing that made me sigh a little bit easier. Yeah, um, I can I can completely relate to that as well. Um, I think for me, it was like, first of all, I mean, the amount of people that voted... <sighs> Um, by far than any of the election was already pretty outstanding for me. Um, You know, the fact that Biden got the most votes than any other president in the history of the United States Mm -hmm. um, says a lot about the state of our country. Um, Yeah, I think I I feel the same in, you know, we've talked a lot about on the show about, right, 
we haven't we're not always so mm-hmm. political but when we do we get pretty real and, yeah. and honest about it and i've said multiple times where i've never really felt like the government you know it's it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious that the government never really is looking out for the common yeah. people um or and if they are it doesn't feel that way um and so i think for the first time and i think because of what, 2019 right and the whole me too movement and yeah. harvey weinstein and, and jeffrey epstein all these stains or steins um in the world and um the the whole abortion situation in the yeah. south like i i remember feeling at that time like i think I think I like I always have these like really interesting moments while I'm peeing. <laughs> okay. Um and I remember and I remember sitting I was like peeing and I remember like just hearing the news about what was going on um you know about women's bodies um during 2019 I remember like having this moment of extreme fear and panic. Like maybe I should leave this country because if I find myself in a situation where I can't do something because now it is deemed illegal Mm -hmm. um i i don't know any other way than to possibly Mm -hmm. leave right um and so i think for me what kamala represents the most is that i i feel taken care of like i feel like somebody has my back in the government which i actually have never felt mm-hmm. before i've never even said that before because it's just a feeling that i think i I've, I've held on to and and i've i've been repeatedly been validated by the government in the sense that that i've never felt yeah. taken care yeah. of right and so i think i think when kamala seeing her up there and and see, hearing her speak um, and just watching her throughout this whole campaign has kind of just been like, and knowing her story and her background and what a strong mother she had. Um, for me, it was really that. It was like, you know, we finally, finally, air quotes, <laughs> um, you know, because we have had so, so many females um, in Congress, you know, um, yeah, along the way. But, but for, for whatever reason, right, for me, it just felt like, Mm-hmm. I was going to know a lot of women paved the way so she could be there. So you're absolutely right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of women have paved the way. And, and so it, it is just so wonderful to finally see all that work. Oh, take a nice deep breath. <laughs> like finally be seen. Yeah, definitely. You know? And taken seriously. I want to add on, I want to tack that onto the scene. Cause I feel like, um, it's one thing to be seen. It's a whole different thing to be viewed as credible and, and have someone want to, and have someone believe in you and take a chance on you. Right. And I, I feel like right. we have jumped over that hurdle as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. Cause like, to be perfectly honest, I didn't feel very like seen or could really relate to like Hillary mm. Clinton. Like I never felt like, I, I could, to be honest, that, I didn't same. think she was, she, I didn't feel like she was going to protect yeah, me, yeah, you know, based on her history and like what she's been through. I, I'm not knocking her down in any one way, one bit at all. I just didn't feel like she was going to look out for me. Yeah. Hillary um, got my vote, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, that's that's ultimately it's just like oh, like it just feels like I I can like kind of take a deep breath and like relax a little mm-hmm. bit and not not worry not worry about whether or not uh, women's a uh, women's body issues or women's rights is gonna is gonna be be um 
changed or yeah. or questioned or any of that like you said yeah. you know <laughs> you talked about being seen and i i want to circle back to that because i think a lot of people are feeling incredibly seen in this moment a quick uh exit poll stat according to nbc news of early voters and election day voters 87 percent of black americans and 61 percent of asian americans voted for the democratic ticket in this election as opposed to 41 percent of white voters and Exit pollers are assuming that it is the reflection that Kamala Harris uh, shows to black women, to Asian women, to immigrant uh, men and women, specifically the first generation immigrant men and women that are here in the United States, um, mothers and daughters. They all feel incredibly seen in this moment. I think in a way that I don't want to say in a way that white women don't feel seen, but I think in mm-hmm. a way that is more electrifying and more palpable yeah. than when Hillary was running. I think when Hillary was running, we were happy to have a woman. For sure. Um, but again, was it the right woman? Right. Yeah, I can completely agree. For sure. Uh, women also overall tend to lean blue, or at least tended to lean blue in this election. Um now, having helped push the ticket to victory, many of those voters say that bearing witness to Harris's win was a moment they'll always remember, and they hope to, they hope that this moment will shape generations to come. And I think this moment will shape generations. I know that you and I both mm-hmm. have two very special young cousins, young female cousins in our lives. Um, I have met yours. Mine's name is Carlin. These are two young girls that both look up to us. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this talking to your cousin, but I know for me, sister, my sister. sister. Oh my God. I'm sorry. My, no my note in here is very wrong. We have two special eight year old young ladies in our life. Let's go there. Um, and I don't know if you've ever felt like this talking to your sister, but when I would look at my cousin Carlin and say, you can do anything. There was always um, a feeling of like a verbal asterisk, if that makes any sense. Like you can do anything, but but you can't be president. But you can't be right, right, right. I remember you saying you mentioning this. Uh, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, or just in a conversation. Yeah, there is this always this undertone, this this subtle subtext, you know, that is saying like you can do it all. You can, you know, you're Wonder Woman, right? You can yeah, yeah. you can own the world. You can, you know, you're powerful, you're almighty, but mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you look at the reflection of society, yep. you you don't even have to really understand much English or or be very smart to understand that that hasn't been yeah, true. Definitely. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. right? And, and so, and so I completely, even like if you just want to take, you know, Asian representation, right in Hollywood or whatever that may be, it's, it's obvious that it's, that they, that it's not true. Um, so that is changing. And I think you're absolutely right where now, now they have that for the first time. Definitely. And ever. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I found myself getting a little bit like envious just because I think, well, because I, I tried to put myself back in their minds at eight years old. And at that, yeah, right? at that age, like the world is just so big and full of wonder and full of possibility. And you don't really know the ugliness that the world has in no. store. You don't really know the darkness. You're just right. Like, go for it. 
I, I almost feel... Yeah, so no, I'm no, go sorry, for it. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm like really excited. I almost feel like for us who didn't grow up with that at all, right, much, um, it's like there is this darkness, this feeling like it's hard, like it's tough, like you have to really push through. You have to give it your all. You have to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to like then you have to kind of face yourself and 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 figure out where your unconscious beliefs lie because you've been told mm-hmm. by society by people by by loved ones that that's just not possible yeah. whether or not they said it whether or not it was direct or indirect but i do feel like the the young girls that are growing up now they might have this sense of like yeah, of yeah. Course. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and 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 what is like? I can now I understand. Like, what is that like? What is that feeling like to just be like, well, it's obvious. And I think <laughs> the answer to that question is like, I think we have to wait and see how this shapes them, because like we can imagine, yeah. but we can never truly know. I remember when Obama no. uh, became president in two thousand eight, and I remember one of the things because his mom is white. I remember that that there was a a discussion going around about like, you know, because Obama was raised by a white woman who in white world, you can be anything that you want to be. You can be the president. You can be, you can hold the highest courts in the land. And so she was telling her son that from the truest, deepest depths of her heart, because to her, it was true in a way that we've never been able to look our sisters, our cousins, our young women that look up to us dead in the eye and with certainty say you can be anything and know that anything Mm -hmm. is really any and everything. And I love that this election has changed that. Yeah, like if anything, like don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I absolutely think that anybody can be anything, really. If you put your mind to it, you really can. But there, it it makes a huge difference. And I didn't really understand how deep rooted that was for me. I think when I when I when I watched Crazy Rich Asians, you know, it was just it was just this like there was so much grief, like unexpected grief that I found myself uh, uh, facing. coming up throughout the movie that I that I hadn't seen anyone of, um, that looked like me you know since 1991 yeah. since Joy Luck Club and you don't and I like so many people of, of color can relate to this like you don't even know how long you've been carrying that yeah. grief until something like that happens you yeah. don't even know how long you've been waiting for a woman to be represented um in in you know in in a high uh, position you you don't you don't know until it happens and you're just like holy shit you know there's this moment of like i'm sure many women experienced across the nation when we saw kamala harris up on that stage yeah. um just just really incredible stuff and and it is really powerful and it is really moving and i do hope that this generation can have this like this easiness mm, to them you know yeah, that we never had yeah, yeah you know this this ease easiness about race easiness about gender i yeah. mean this whole generation um you know like we spoke to diane bondi on the cultural appropriation episode about yoga about like how her boys you know they're fine with gay people they don't have an issue with trans they don't have an issue you know like it's just so out there it's so normalized mm-hmm. right as it should be from the beginning but we've got a long way to go. Um, so 
so yeah, I, I think, I mean, I don't think, I know that mm-hmm. things are changing. Um, it's just, I think it is interesting for me and you, especially to like live through for it sure. right? from, from, for sure. From you, um, you, when you were talking um, about, uh, wells of grief kind of swelling up watching crazy rich Asians. I hadn't quite thought that those limiting beliefs, I had had never qualified, classified, excuse me, those limiting beliefs that we carry from childhood as grief, but they're absolutely Mm. grief. And it, it, there is a degree of trauma tied into it that I, until you just said that I hadn't quite thought about, and really thought about how mm. that, because it's absolutely grief, it's absolutely trauma, but I think when you live with, with with limiting beliefs, sort of narrowing thoughts of what is possible for so long, at a certain point in time, it becomes, it goes from being grief to being normal. Yeah, and I'm jealous that sure. this, that these young people coming up um, don't have to live with, don't have to go through that transition of grief to normalcy, if that makes any sense. yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. But also, the, the young people coming up now are so much more liberal than I think yeah. I ever considered was possible. So I, I sincerely <laughs> hope these young people run with that feeling and go farther and go faster because I think really through this election, young people helped to drive a lot of the online conversation and a lot of the online, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, TikTokers taking to to Trump's site and like buying up all the tickets to his rally, yeah. like like fuckery in the best way possible. I I give a lot yeah. of credit to young people, a ton of credit to mm-hmm. them. Um, mm-hmm. I guess also going forward, credit to Biden and any man like oh, Biden yeah. who c- could in a debate essentially be debated heart harshly by his now <laughs> vp and instead of yeah retreating getting defensive all of those sort of human reactions that when we're met with um with opposition are very easy to fall into mm-hmm. good on biden for not mm-hmm. falling into those traps but instead seeing yeah. the strength in kamala and asking her to come on board I don't, right? Yeah, right. like I don't think like we road. see enough of that kind of action from men to women, specifically from white men to women of color. Right. I mean, he's definitely a gentleman. One hundred percent compared to our compared 100%, to our ladder. But like that, that action, even if it's just two women, even if you know, even if it's just two individuals, yeah. really, to uh, to, to be in a, a locked debate to want to at this point in in the election want to win the presidency here's a very competent very smart debater who is taking you to task and instead of going holy shit i don't like this and i i fight back because that's what our current president or our soon to be no longer president is doing um i love that there is an example of what feels like a modern man uh how Mm -hmm. modern men are interacting with women and how they are as Kamala said in her acceptance speech, um, how how he helped break through the gender barrier and invited her to come on board mm-hmm. as opposed to just making the the presidency and the VP a boys club the way that it's always been. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, I think, well, first of all, he's, I think if, if they're still counting, um, I yeah. know many polls are closed, but I don't know if they're demanding a recount or whatever, but they did predict that by the end of all this, he would have had at least about 80 mm-hmm. million votes. Yep. which is amazing. Um, and I do think he's our oldest president, yep. which is awesome. 78. And I also think like, like he, he gets to have this yeah. before he goes on. Like, I think for me that that's, there's so much closure in that. I think for what he's been through, what he's experienced, there is just so much closure to be able to earn the title of president of United States before, you know, his, his last, mm-hmm. you know, century, mm-hmm. uh, his last decade of, of, I mean, hopefully he lives a whole century. <laughs> um, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, he's close. So I think just to be able to, to know his story and to understand what he's overcome, what he's had to deal with. There has been speaking of trauma, right? Like there has been so much trauma. He has gone through so much. um, And for him to be able to really stand, like, I think I was watching Andrew Yang and you guys all know how much I love him. Um, But Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang had this bit. um, I think he was on CNN, but he was saying like, you know, who Mm. could defeat Trump? And, like, looking back now after, obviously, he ran and after, you know, um, looking back at all the candidates, the Democratic candidates, looking back, he was saying that, like, only Biden Mm. could have beat Trump. And, like, I thought that was so profound of him to to say that, to acknowledge that. And, like, he was right, you know, only he could have only he could have beat Mm -hmm. Trump. And in in the sense of, you know, what he was going up against. Um, So... So yeah, I I think I think it's such a those two them two together. Um, it's a wonderful marriage of experience, totally. um, and and background and culture. Um, and and I think I think I feel like I said I feel like mm-hmm. I feel safe. Like that is such a, and that's so in in twenty twenty that is. Totally, totally. A big statement because if, if if that's one of the words that we haven't that we can say that's like a big deal because who has felt safe in 2020 with coronavirus, with all these mm-hmm. um, anti Asian attacks, with mm-hmm. all the riots, with all the yep. shootings, all the murders? Like no one has felt completely safe, um, even True. in your own home. So. I definitely yeah, I mean, I think that. also from this election, I think we're going to see a lot more Asian American women getting into politics. I think we're going to see a lot more African American mm-hmm. women getting into politics. I thought that 2016 was yeah. a galvanizing year. I think it's. I think we're just I know, going right? up from here. Biden is also really. It seems like he is stacking the deck um, and building a team around him that truly reflects what the world looks like today. I mean, it is all old, decrepit white men who is who are on Trump's team. It feels like they're the kind of white dudes who like their wives right. walk behind them and like hold up the back of their pants so they can like keep walking upright sort of a situation. And right. I love that Biden is bringing in new eyes, fresh eyes, very talented, very capable people that reflect the world that we're living in. Not that reflect For the world sure. that we used to be in, you know, circa the antebellum South or something. 
Right. I mean, I think it was such a big deal when we started to diversify um, yeah. Congress, you know, like AOC being elected, all these um, new uh, young women of different cultures being elected. Like that was huge for us. Right. When that happened. I mean, even even this this year, you know, we have um, I believe it's Marilyn Strickland. Yes. She's the first American yes. woman elected to Congress. Um, you have Andy Kim, who was reelected in New Jersey. Um, you know, there he's also a Korean American representative. Like, there is just such a need to diversify, to have different backgrounds, to have different people who mm-hmm. represent people like me and people yeah. like you. Otherwise, how are we going to make laws? How are we going to pass laws when they don't? Per- they're not going to think about us because they don't understand mm-hmm. our lived totally. experience, Definitely. right? And they never will. Um, and so, having people who do have immigrant parents like me that are that are passing laws, that are making laws, like there is just so much need for the representation, and it doesn't have to necessarily be race, but it has to be people who understand our lived experience people who have gone through what we've gone through people who understand what it's like to be a minority people who understand what it's like to have never felt or you know seen or heard um and so and so i think we're starting to see that more and more even before like you said 2016 um you know like you said it's hopefully we're only going up from here um and so I think there's some really amazing stuff happening in Congress as well, which I think is really, really awesome. Um, there's also the first Native Hawaiian. Uh, I was trying to find his name. Um, but he is the first or second Native hmm. Hawaiian also elected to Congress. Um, oh, Kai, Kai Halele. I hope I'm saying Sounds that good. Right. Sounds good to me. Um, he, is, he is the first member of the Hawaiian Ooh. delegation. Um, to He's the... Only second Native Hawaiian elected to Congress, um, which I think is also really awesome. Um, so, you know, we we're we're getting there. Change is being made. Change is being made. We can actually turn a mirror. Well, come January twenty first, we'll say we can actually turn a mirror into what's happening in the White House and like have that mirror reflect something that we know looks familiar. Um, I don't know about you, a small tangent. I don't expect Trump is not going to concede. I don't expect that he's going to show up at the inauguration. There is something that I'm taking a very. Ooh, you think he'd do that? Oh, I don't think we're going to get a concession speech from him. I don't think he's going to show up. Uh Uh-uh. Oh my God. That's like, that's something I don't want to think about because (laughs) I hate you guys. I have my eyes closed and I have my hands, my hands, my hands over my face. Um, and my glasses are like coming off. I like, it's like, it's like, I I know, I feel like I know that it's a possibility, but I just don't want to entertain it because of how cringe and how embarrassed and just how outright outrageous it, it, it would be if he had the balls to do that, which I also know he does. Yeah, I mean, I, I if he shows up, I, I'll be very surprised. I'm not Why counting on that. Yeah, Again, exactly. I think Trump is going to show up to the White House and his key isn't going to work. It's going to be like in the hood. Hey, Donnie, your key don't work? Oh, you say your key work? Let me see. So put, put it in the lock and turn it. Uh, that shit ain't moving. Uh, they locked your ass out. Like that's like that is. I am convinced that is what we are going to expect with the president. I would love to be wrong. I also would love to, if he doesn't show up, 
see Mitch McConnell have to be the one to swear him in. That'll be an interesting right. uh, sight that I will never forget. But no, I don't think he's going to show up. Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, loady load. Well, one thing's for sure. Melania is so happy to be out, out of the, the White I House. Mean, <laughs> She's I like, mean, finally. Would, for me, it's like, Trump, collect your children, <laughs> get your belongings, and don't forget about Melania on your way out the door. Like, I think that that's what's happening. But I think he's also oh, incredibly gosh. delusional and still thinking he has a chance of winning this. He doesn't. Oh, oh, yeah, based on his tweets, like, I mean. You lost. You're a loser. You lost. Loser. But to round out this conversation, how are you inspired by this uh, by this election result? How are you feeling motivated to go after dreams, ambitions, or just be the best you going forward? Oh, girl, you said it all. Um, yeah, it, it almost feels like, like you said, there's something to look forward in, in 2021. I think for most of 2020, for most of the last four years, um, I was pretty like, mm. I wouldn't say hesitant, but like, I, I am very sensitive. And, and I mean, obviously, who isn't? But I really wanted to protect myself a lot of a lot of the times with the nonsense yeah. of the Trump administration. And so most of the times I actually... I would either ignore or I wouldn't um like uh like like bite oh what is it like um it's like bait, mm, right? Mm-hmm, I wouldn't like mm-hmm. take the bait of fake news or what other people were saying just because I was I was just I was like over it already and I just yeah. I just didn't want to hear it anymore, right? There's already like so much and I think on top of coronavirus happening and uh, and seeing all those anti-Asian hate crimes happening and violence, I was just like, I think I at one point I unconsciously mm. just had enough. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to block this mm-hmm. part out of my life because I do not need this. This is no longer serving me anymore. This negativity will not make me a better person. Um, and so I think I kind of, kind of shut the door yeah. to politics and, um, and of course, it was reignited, um, you know, obviously with the candidates running here and there. Like we covered a lot of it last year, I remember. Um, and I would do my best to kind of like poke yeah. my head in and poke my head out, you know. Um, and so I just and sometimes I felt guilty, like oh. I was like a bad citizen yeah. or like, you know me. Yeah. Um, just feeling like maybe I wasn't really being the most educated or, you know, really. And, and also I think that has to do with because so much of the time people were always all about that you know and and I think the truth is is like you know part of it is like just protecting myself mm-hmm. not to get burnt yeah. out like we talked about a lot um so I think moving forward there is a sense of like now I feel like I can go into this world of politics without Ooh. feeling this burden that's a good one um, on yeah. my shoulders and I can I can actually be more involved because I actually mm-hmm, want to mm-hmm. be more involved. Um, and I think don't think I was as involved before because there, it just yeah. felt so heavy for me. Um, and and I didn't want to be involved if I was going to feel yeah. that way, you know, unfortunately. Um, 
So with that being said, I think moving forward, I'm definitely going to be more involved. I'm going to be more outspoken. I, I I chose, I refrained from saying a lot because I just, I just didn't want to, you know, it was just already, there was just so many people saying so much um, and, and really protect myself. But so I think, like I said before, like just feeling safer, feeling like I can be involved without, you know, being shot down. Um and and you know the things are slowly hopefully going back to normal um there's a fire under my butt and it's getting bigger um and it just feels good it feels like like everything is kind of changing right with like the new season the cold it's it's just it's lovely um so yeah i'm i'm super pumped i'm super excited i really hope like many people mm-hmm. are saying we can really heal i think yeah. that has a lot to do with it um, and a lot of people are saying it's like just the beginning, you know, I really hope that people continue to um, hold them mm-hmm. accountable, right? Because there has been a lot, I'm sure a lot of people did also feel let down during the Obama administration, you know, so there is, there's always going to be going to be people saying stuff, but really like, let's hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, let's really see um, what totally. they can do for us. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we, they can, they, they'll be able to live up to the standards um, in these next four years, and maybe the next four. Fingers as well. crossed. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. no that was a good. lot. I um, <laughs> the, the last bit that you said really struck me because I was talking to my fiance last night about uh, are we going into a new political reality where presidents are going to do where, where, like where we're going to see more one-term presidents as opposed to two-term. Um, yeah. so that was the reaction at the end of what you said, but um. I, mm. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think for me, I haven't been able to shake the nagging question of, do minorities still have to work twice as hard to get half as much through this process? Because Ooh, like girl. we've achieved a very high seat in a very high land. We've had a black president. We've, we now have a no. black Asian female VP. Do we still have to work twice as hard to get half as much? Or is our value, like you were talking about, going to be seen and going to actually be valued? And I think that that's the question that I'm stuck on. And I think there's a part of me that Mm. wants to do internal work to undo, because of this election and because of these results, I want to undo some of that quite frankly, negative programming that says if you're not working twice, fuck it, three times as hard as the majority race, you're not going to achieve much of anything. I think that there was something about this, these election results that made me realize that you can still work hard, but you don't have to crack your head open against the concrete for great things to happen. If that makes any sense. Mm. Oh, absolutely. That's a great one. It, it's amazing, like you said, how how ingrained those limiting mm-hmm. beliefs uh, are. Like you don't even know you have them until yeah. you realize you have them. And then and then you're like, wait a minute, how do where do I go from here? The process of unlearning Exhausted. and relearning is is a yeah, it's an, yeah. it's a messy one, right? But but it's totally but it's gotta but happen. Now suddenly, like, absolutely for the next and, generation. And, but now suddenly with these results, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, no, your work will be seen and it will be valued. And I do believe yeah. in the American public to make good, smart, sound decisions. Because let me tell you, during that Trump administration, right, I lost a lot of faith. And uh, so sure a lot this, of people did. These election yeah. results have restored me, uh, and I've 
wrote out my goals mm-hmm. for an upcoming episode that we have coming up at the end of the year. And after these election results rolled in, I looked at my my goals and I was like, hmm, are these good enough? Like, would Kamala, what would Kamala say? <laughs> like, I feel like we're going to start what seeing brown t-shirts say? and bumper stickers. What would Kamala say? Would she say work harder? <laughs> would she say think bigger? Would she say dream more boldly? Would she say speak more authoritatively? Would she say take a risk like yeah. i've started to think in that way yeah. more ever since i knew that she ever Ooh, like and now that. that i know that she's going to be the vp and it has some really interesting things to motivation and to goal setting i must be honest um yeah and then yeah. i'm reading a book called begin again by eddie glaude jr and it's all about uh james baldwin and his messages for america back then in the Mm. 20s and how they're they're still applicable now and so i'm making my way through that book Mm. and learning lessons that i am applying to this next four years because we're essentially beginning again and i want to begin again with as many tools in the toolbox as possible to make it a a, obviously a very successful four years but let's start at 2021 let's start at next year and make it uh, a soaring success Yeah, absolutely. I think if anything, 2020, despite everything that happened, really allowed people to, and we said this a couple of times on the show, especially when we talked about coronavirus a lot, it was just sort of like, you know, you couldn't rely on the president, you couldn't rely on the government, you can't rely on, you know, much of anything Mm -hmm. except really yourself, you know, your ability to take care of yourself, your, your ability to um, be with the people that you love, your environment, right? Like all of that was questioned um, over and over again. And I, and I think it really allowed many people to, to reflect and to really figure out what's really important in their lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what they really want and what the vision for that is. Um, And so I think that really does fall in line with now what's happening, because like you said, it is a new beginning and it is allowing people to really shape their lives in the way that they really want, that they have the power to do that um, and that nothing, nothing should stand in their way. Not even whoever the president is. Right. Um, I mean, if anything, now most people are feeling like the president, the the people in power now are, are behind them, but but like you said, there is still a long way to go. And like, I, that's a really good question. Like, mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. We, can we rest? <laughs> can we finally yeah, just kind sure. of rest Definitely. a little bit? Or? Well, I think the answer is yes, at least for oh, now. We can rest man. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> at um, least for now. Shall we leave it there? Shall that be our episode? Yeah, yeah, guys. We hope you like this one. It was just, you know, like... You know, like yeah. Alana said, just the two of us, <laughs> just hanging out, um, how it all started. Um, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, feel free to DM us. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast on Instagram. I'm also on the gram. And I am Alana Webster on the gram. I'm at Renegade of Fun. Uh, feel free to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, rate, review, and tell a friend. It really helps to help us grow this little podcast that could that is and that is still going into its fourth year we love talking to you and uh one last thing hey donald concede stop being racist and get out of the white house and for the benefit of all of us please let the door hit you where the good lord split you right in your ass 